Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Thank you for joining us on Community Focus this morning, where we look at the issues that matter in South Florida and the people and organizations that are making a difference. It can be hard to prioritize the most important issues we face because each individual has issues that are their own priority. Fortunately, we have organizations here that cover just about anything you can think of. And coming up is a day when they can all have a chance to be funded to tell us about Give Miami Day, the annual event from the Miami Foundation. I am so happy to welcome the president and CEO, Rebecca Fishman-Lipsy. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to be here with you. I'm so glad to talk to you again, and I'm just so excited about Give Miami Day, because last year was ginormous. You had so many contributions, but I guess we ought to explain what Give Miami Day is for anyone who has no idea what I'm talking about. Well, this is your week, Miami. So this is the biggest day of generosity all year round in Miami. We have over a thousand nonprofits who put in the work all year long to make our community strong. And on this day, we give back to them. And last year, we had 55,000 donations come in across the community. We raised tens of millions of dollars for all of these nonprofits. And our hope is that the community will stand together again this year. It's on November 17th, Give Miami Day. And we're hoping everybody in Miami will step up, find a cause you care about, and give back. So it's a midnight to midnight event online. We'll get into details about that in a minute, but I want to ask you, you know, from the organizations you've spoken with, what kind of ongoing impact are you seeing from COVID still and the supply chain issues on the economy that is really making this important to give this year? Mm, That's such a good question. I will say across the board for every organization and for every company in our community, the cost is up for food, for gas, for salaries. And we're seeing across every issue area, whether it's organizations in the arts or education or health, that they've had to increase their budgets this year by 10 to 15% overall to do the exact same work they did last year. Not even with adding new programming, just to do the same work you did last year, uh, it costs 10 to 15% more. And as a result, we need the community to really reach deep and make sure that they can sustain the work. And the thing is when the whole community comes together, I mean, you had 55,000 donations last year which is phenomenal. But we have several million people in the South Florida area. Mm -hmm. So if each person gave a little bit, it really adds up. And, you know, you said you've got over a thousand organizations. How do you vet them to make sure that they're qualified nonprofits who can participate in Give Miami Day? Yeah, so there is a substantial application process that organizations go through in order to get into the system for Give Miami Day. And we leave that website live year round, even though the giving only happens this week. That website is available. If you want to learn about causes happening in Miami, this site is available. And we ask for all sorts of information to make sure that they are in good standing with the IRS. We review their budgets and their vision and their mission and their board. And all of that information is available to you as you search for issues you care about. You can see all the organizations, visit their sites, watch videos and see photos of their work. And then, of course, there's a button at the bottom that you can click to give. Okay, so what is the site? (laughs) 
What's so it is give, <laughs> givemiamiday.org, givemiamiday.org. And all thousand nonprofits are on there and you can get on a search bar and you can click in what issue you care about or even the name of the organization. If you only remember one word in the name of the organization, you can put that word in it. It'll show you all the organizations that might apply and you can surf through nonprofits in our community and find your cause. So if you're not yeah. sure, you might want to look through and say, okay, is it health, like you mentioned? Is it veterans? Is it special mm. needs young people or whatever? And then that might give you an idea and you'll go, oh, yeah, that's something I really am passionate about. The economy, the environment. Is there a deadline for nonprofits to sign up? Because I know we're only four days away now and you have to go through that vetting process. Yes. So the vetting process is complete for this year. We have over a thousand nonprofits that have registered. So we have saturated the market. But I'll tell you, we do this every year, the Thursday before Thanksgiving. And so anyone who's listening in who feels like they missed the opportunity, we will be here for you next year. What do you do the rest of the year? Oh, my goodness. The Miami Foundation. (laughs) So the Miami Foundation is the home base for philanthropy and social impact in our community. And so we build a relationship with every nonprofit in our community across every issue area. We want to know what your mission is, what your vision is, what your needs are. And we do grant making. We also partner with philanthropists across the community. We house about a thousand philanthropic funds, family funds, corporate funds, community funds, endowed funds. And we partner with people to help them give back in a powerful way in our community. Okay. So you're working all the year making these partnerships You know, a lot of times I I get emails from people who have been through a very traumatic situation and they want to do some kind of fundraiser to give back or start a foundation themselves. And they don't always know how to get started. And certainly not everyone knows how to request a grant. Is there a guide that you can suggest for smaller organizations that don't have someone who's hired to be their grant writer? Where people can Absolutely. learn. Okay. So I would first, I would encourage you, if you're looking to give back or if you're looking to get involved, visit our website, miamifoundation.org. Uh, and there's drop downs for you if you're a nonprofit or if you're looking to create a nonprofit, if you are a philanthropist or if you're looking to find a cause to give back to. So hopefully that'll be a good starter space for you. And also this website on Give Miami Day will give you a feel for who else is doing things in our community that address the issues you care about so that you can either partner with them, give to them, volunteer for them. And I'll say that as well on Give Miami Day, we don't just collect dollars. We're also, we're keeping track of volunteer hours that are donated. And last year we had 18,000 hours donated to our community. It was really incredible. That's phenomenal. Yeah. And I would expect even more since we are apparently, I keep saying this, coming out of the pandemic because it's kind of Mm -hmm. been declared over, although there are still cases and there's still new variations that come up. So, you know, I'm hesitant to say, hey, goodbye, COVID. But certainly we're in a place now where we're going out, not worrying about hugging people. And it looks like this could be the most amazing get out and enjoy these events year. What are some of the biggest issues in your talking to all these organizations that they say we're facing, in particular in Miami-Dade County? Yeah, so the two biggest issue areas that are coming up constantly right now are affordability and the environment. I'll say on the affordability side, it's impacting everything from health to education services. Things are costing more. People are having trouble uh, to retain their rents or to find places either for themselves and their families or for their businesses to sustain. And so we're thinking a lot about economic resilience. And also, you know, based on where we're located, we really dodged a bullet here in Miami with this last storm. And we have to be planning thoughtfully. And so we're working a lot with nonprofits 
nonprofits and with philanthropists who want to address that, who want to protect the future of our community. But the truth is, you know, there are so many important issue areas. We try not to pick favorites. We try to make sure that every single cause gets its moment in the sun. And I will say, like, for whatever issue you care about most, there are people in our community doing bold things to address that issue, and you should stand with them. And this directory is up 24-7 all year round. You don't just put it up for the one day of the year. You know, it's the giving day, but someone can go and find an organization they want to be a part of or volunteer for anytime, any day, 365 days a year. That's correct. Okay. Now, I understand you have, in addition to the dollars that people donate directly, I understand you also have bonus pool dollars for the nonprofits participating. What is that and how does it work and how do they qualify? So this is one of the most fun parts of the day for us. We pound the pavement to compel every corporation and many philanthropists in town to help us build matching pools and bonuses and prize dollars to help nonprofits to raise more on this day and also to lure in any of the people who are thinking about giving. But if there was a match that would maximize their dollars, they might get turned to a yes. And so we have for the first time ever, we have raised a million dollar match for Give Miami Day. I know it's so exciting. Uh, And the intention is for every single nonprofit organization to benefit from that. We've shared the rules with them. We're matching dollar for dollar every $25 gift that comes in on Give Miami Day. So the first $25 from each donor is matched in full until the pot runs dry for each organization. And then on top of that, we have category-specific prizes. We have additional bonuses. All of the details are on the GiveMiamiDay.org website. So if you want to read about the prizes and the bonuses, it's one of the best features of the day. And you can also, if you're listening in, it is not too late to help us build up the bonus pool. And we're looking for extra help. I love that idea. I want to be online at 12.01 a.m. and picking out some organization, 25 here, 25 there. Let's, you know, I hope we don't crash the website. <laughs> that's... I hope, you know, I it, it will be a wonderful thing, but also uh, we're hoping that the tech stands strong for us. We right. want to see, we know there are m- millions of people here living in Miami. May we all go on at 12.01 on November 17th and start giving back to our community. Absolutely. Now, let me ask you, for the nonprofits that are participating, what can they do or what do you recommend to reach out to the public and say, hey, we're part of Give Miami Day. This is the day. Please help us. So, I mean, there, there are a lot of things happening at once. We've got billboards all around town. A lot of our nonprofit organizations, we sent them you know, images they could use in their newsletters to send out to their donor bases. This is the end of the year period of time where people are thinking about their generosity. And I would strongly encourage you, this is a good moment to reach out to your network and remind them how much they love you and encourage them to give to you on this day where there are prizes and bonuses for you and to stand with you and support while everyone else is getting out to give. And I'll add to that, if you are someone who's making a donation, you have a particular particular organization, charity that you are fond of, do your own outreach and get your friends to donate along with you, especially with that matching pool of a million dollars, which may turn into more by Thursday. Uh, 12.01 a.m., you know, you never know who's going to hear this and go, hey, I've got another couple of thousand I can pitch in or another hundred (laughs) K. You know, you are so right. And actually, for anyone listening in who has a cause that you are really passionate about, you can create a champion page and send that around to your network. And it will show that you are a champion of this specific cause. And then when people donate through your page, it shows you as somebody who was a rebel rouser for good in the community. So I would encourage you to get out and be a a changing 
decision-maker for your organization. I love that. So I'm I'm sure, again, all the information on how to do that is at GiveMiamiDay.org. That's right. Check it out. And you'd be looking to make a champion page. The details are up on the site. Okay. November 17th. I don't want to say a particular goal for fundraising. Let's just say as much as we can possibly come up with and put no limits on it. (laughs) Yes. My biggest goal, in addition to the dollars, is the number of people who show up. We were so proud to see 55,000 donations last year, but it should be multiples of that. Everyone you know who lives here, works here, or plays here in Miami, find your cause. Step up for them on November 17th. 100%. If you can only give $25, do it. Go on at 12.01 a.m., $25. It'll become 50 Whatever you can. It all adds up. So remember those organizations that have helped you, helped someone you know, or just do work that you care about. And if you're not sure if you haven't been someone who donates, go to GiveMiamiDay.org and take a look at all of the philanthropy that we have in South Florida. It is amazing how much people give their time and their effort to make our community a happier place, a better place, a more secure place, a more affordable place for people to live and work and get educated. So, um, Rebecca, I just, what you do is amazing. What the Miami Foundation does is amazing. And I'm going to say some prayers for big, big dollars coming in right before Thanksgiving. Please join us all for Give Miami Day. November 17th, GiveMiamiDay.org. President and CEO of the Miami Foundation, Rebecca fishman Lipsy. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome, Allison Grubbs, Director of the Broward County Library System. How are things going? Thank you so much for having me, Ellen. Absolutely. Always love to have you and hear about the events that are going on at the Broward County Libraries and events that you're sponsoring. You know, we just had so many things for Veterans Day this week, but you have one more Veterans Family day coming up. And I wanted to mention it because there's still time to celebrate Veterans Day. Absolutely. So our Veterans Family Day is an outspring of our original Vet Fest that we've had for several years. And over the past couple of years, we have really endeavored to do more, be more with this tribute to our veterans and their families and the service that they have done for us and our country. So we have collaborated with Broward County Parks and Recreation, Broward County Elderly and Veterans Services Division, and a few other agencies as well. And on Saturday, November 19th, from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., we are having Veterans Family Day at Delavoe Park, which is right next door to our African American Research Library and Cultural Center. And it is a community-wide outdoor festival. It includes music. We have free food, face painting, magic show. We always start with a wonderful tribute to our veterans. Last year, I participated and we had just a wonderful introduction of elected officials and other individuals, veterans as well, to really set the stage for the thanks that we want to give to our veterans, to their families, and all that they have been through. And this is our way of giving back, saying thank you, 
and just celebration. Yeah, and it's really a great way to bring the community together with veterans to meet each other and, Absolutely. you know, put a face to the concept. I think for many, many people, the idea of a veteran is we know they went, they fought for our country, and mm-hmm. for us, they are heroes. But for them, they're regular people, and they're thinking, well, I did my job, you know. But yes, it's nice to be commended and to take them out of the uniform and let them just be a regular person for a day. Um, how has that been in years past? What's the interaction been like? It's really fantastic. And what I love about this opportunity in the just conversational aspect of it is that you learn who they are beyond the uniform. We have so many veterans that work here in libraries with us. So we have veterans who are librarians. We have veterans who work in our facilities department and really have incredible technical skills. We have veterans who are poets and are published authors. We have veterans who are musicians, right? So they are, while we are there to really commend them and thank them for this work that they have done, They are also more than the uniform, and that is what is so magical about this event is getting the opportunity to meet them, talk to them, and connect at a level that would otherwise be difficult without this shared space and opportunity. So next Saturday... 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Delavoe Park in Fort Lauderdale. Where can someone get info and is there a fee to take part in this? This is fully free. There is no fee. And you can find more information at Broward.org slash library slash events. Okay. And next year, I'm going to make a commitment that we're going to talk about Veterans Day before, even though I love the idea that you've got (laughs) something after, because I know you had a number of events as part of your Vet Fest. And I want to give you the opportunity to celebrate the veterans and let the audience know throughout the whole month what's going to be available. Um, Yes. Wonderful. Yeah. Now, we do have the big announcement coming up, but not yet. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that you might want to give us a preview of December's Director's Book Club choice. I am so excited. So our December's Book Club choice is a book by Erin French. And her book is Finding Freedom, A Cook's Story, Remaking a Life from Scratch. It is a beautiful book, uh, memoir of her growing up when her father first purchases a diner and her growing up in that diner with her little sister, with her mother, with her grandparents. And then as she grows into her own person and, you know, how life takes you through different paths and what maybe you initially envisioned for yourself, how does she remake her life, right? Mm -hmm. And how does she rediscover her joy of cooking, of the love language that is providing food for others, watching them enjoy the fruits of your labor? And it's... Uh, I will say the language in it can be rough at times, but this is what you expect from someone who grew up on the line, right? Mm-hmm. In the in in a diner, and it is very raw, 
but her command of language is incredibly beautiful. So Uh, I really hope everybody gets the opportunity to take a peek at this book. You can join me December 14th at Weston Library from 4 to 5 p.m. or online December 19th. We always have it at noon. So if you can take your lunch break from noon to one, you can join us there to discuss this book. I I'm so curious to hear the conversation about the words finding freedom and how that's her interpretation of her life journey. It can be very, very interesting. And let's just make a note of that, Erin French. And of course, you can just go to the Broward County Library website and find the book or actually go to an in-person library. Here's an extra, extra good reason to go. And this is the big announcement. I'm I'm going to let you tell it. (laughs) Thank you so much. So we have officially thanks to the unanimous support of our Broward County Board of Commissioners, gone overdue, fine free. (laughs) And what does that mean? That is a mouthful. That means that if you check out something from our libraries, be it a book, a movie, a magazine, a laptop, whatever it is, if you turn it in a few days late, if you turn it in several days late, that is okay because you will not be charged any overdue fines. This is a, 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 such a, it's a complete paradigm shift from my entire life. Yes. I, I mean, yes. one of the beauties for me of digital reading and borrowing online is that you take the book back from me automatically once it's due. <laughs> Although I'll tell you, when it's a good book, I just return it when I'm, you know, ahead of time because I Mm -hmm. want it to be available for other people. And, you know, I'm one of those people I can't put it down. I'll stay up all night and read. But I've always had overdue books in my life. (laughs) And and I always... You know, same. (laughs) Right. And I always, you know, considered the fine to be my contribution to the library. So how are you going to or how is the commission enabling you to make up the money that you would have taken in from overdue fines? So one of the, this was a very long process. And I know some people are concerned that we are losing the only avenue that would have encouraged people to return their items on time. But we took approximately two years and we did several audits of how people were engaging with our library, how people were responding to overdue fines. We There's actually several scholarly articles. Um, this is not new in library land. And there is actually an inverse relationship of eliminating overdue fines and seeing an increase in items being returned, uh, either on time or just at all. And that's always our goal is that we just want the items back, right? Right. We don't mind if you're a few days late. Um, We often have several copies of a title. We just want them back. And we want you to continue engaging with us, engaging with our collection. And what we have found is that disproportionately that those who owed overdue fines were those who could least afford to do so, to actually pay the overdue fine. And as a result, often these individuals, these families, uh, they just stop coming to the library. And that's certainly nothing that we want to see happen. Our goal from the beginning is to make ourselves as accessible as possible. And a public library should not be a space where individuals feel shame 
or feel that we're a punitive environment. Yeah. And since the pandemic, our revenue from overdue fines has dropped dramatically to the point that it is such a small amount that it's not even worth the struggle, right? The struggle of our frontline employees having to have this conversation so many times during a single shift of watching people struggle to pay their overdue fines, Mm. of turning people away because they can't afford to pay their overdue fines. It is not worth it. And something other people don't know is that that money doesn't necessarily come back to the libraries. It goes into our general fund for the county. So our county commissioners recognize the value of the public library being a space where we are as encouraging as possible, where we are as inviting as possible. And, you know, our goal is to improve literacy. Our goal is to meet people where they are. Our goal is not necessarily to be a revenue generator. So it was really so I mean, years of detailed examinations of conferring with other large urban libraries, such as Chicago Public, Miami-Dade, Palm Beach, our neighbors to the north and south, who have been fine-free for a few years now. Salt Lake City Library went fine-free, and all of them have experienced just such a tremendous positive response from the community. And how could we not, right? Right. So really just making Broward County much more friendly for our communities is just such my my mind is just fuzzy from all the warm feelings that I get from it. And to know that our board of commissioners support this unanimously, just, oh, what a wonderful feeling. It really is. And as you're talking about it, you know, I was thinking of it in the most narrow sense. Oh, goody, we don't have to pay. But then when you started talking about the impact that the fines have on some people and how it can be so off-putting and take them away from the library, that it's such a gift. It's like a gift of love that people can now come to the library, check out a book, and not feel like they're going to be punished. Removing the punishment makes people more responsible because then they don't feel like, oh, if I don't do this, I'm going to be bad. And it's like, you know what? They're letting me have this for free. I'm going to bring it back on time. And as you say, even if it's late, I I mean, (laughs) we do hear the stories all the time about them finding (laughs) books that are like 80 years overdue. (laughs) Oh, yes. And if there was one, I think it was a George Washington book that counting for inflation, it would be a $300,000 overdue (laughs) fine or something ridiculous like that. Or the the library police are going to come get you. And that is certainly not what we want people to think of when they think of us. Now, with that said, if you do keep something and you never return it, you will be charged (laughs) for that item, right? So that has not changed. That has always been part of our procedures. So, you know, the goal is still get the items back. And it does seem counterintuitive. If you're taking away the punishment for it, that they're just going to keep it forever and they're never going to bring it back and they're not going to care. But people who use a public library care. 
right? You're not engaging casually with us. You care about your access to these items in our collection. You care about the relationships that you build with our team members. You care. And so as part of that caring, you want to pass it on. So while it does seem counterintuitive at first, It's actually just such a wonderful benefit that we've been able to bring to Broward County. It actually makes a lot of sense to me, especially when you're talking about people who are still engaging in person, walking into the library, getting, you know, looking at the stacks and stacks of books and the choices and, you know, the movies and the music that they have access to and realizing that this is part of our community. And if I take advantage of this privilege, then I'm keeping other people from enjoying the same thing. So I'm going to take it for my time. And if I need to check it out again, I can do that. I can renew it. And that's always an option. So I think this is just an amazing, miraculous, really. <laughs> when, when it, I agree. Yeah. So we're going to say it again. Broward County Library going overdue, fine free. So Yes. Great. Absolutely. Walk into your local library. If you don't have a library card, that's free too. Best way to get one. Can you do it online? So you can get an instant e-card which allows you to immediately start engaging with our online collection. And if you want to have access to our in-person collection, just go into any one of our 36 locations and we'll be more than happy to get you set up. And the website once more. Broward.org slash library. So easy to remember. Thank you so much for working with the commissioners. Thank you for bringing our community together with veterans. Remember, this next Saturday is the Broward Veterans Family Day with Broward County Library System and other organizations. We do have that event on our website, so just look for our events listing and you'll find all the details. Director of the Broward County Library System, Allison Grubbs, thank you for your time and thank you for your dedication and your passion for books and for the library system and for the community and making all of this accessible to us. Thank you so much for having me, Ellen. And as always, I so love talking about our public library system and our wonderful staff and our wonderful community. We're here to serve. Love it. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Community Focus this morning. If you have questions about today's show or would like to suggest a topic, please feel free to email me at ellen.jaffe, J-A-2-F-S-1-E, at cmg.com. Join us again next Sunday for an all-new edition of Community Focus, and have a wonderful day. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.